I give them all the things that I've known that I took the, out of my time in order to learn. But that doesn't mean that they're going to do it. Right. Right. That's fine. You feel me? Because, mm. like, I'll be like, yeah, I do this because of that. And this will give that result. And this is what I've seen. And this is what happened to me. And it's because, but I know most motherfuckers are not going to do the work that I do. Because yeah. mm. I outwork them anyway. Another half step to life podcast episode. Woo! We, yeah, we need to stop. We need stream deck. We need stream deck. I need stream deck. If I'm not, if I don't get a stream deck in the next like time that we meet, I'm gonna be really fucking upset. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to the 45th episode of the Half Step to Life podcast. If you, if you want, not if you want, you gotta. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no. You gotta. Uh, I got a sword. Be careful. Um, uh, make sure to check out our daily content on Instagram, <laughs> on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and all the streaming platforms for podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, what's up? Don't be. Do- that's my mic. Don't be doing that. Now you gotta shock oh, yourself. Just don't be doing that. <laughs> don't be doing that. Anyway, uh, but besides that, make sure to also check out www.halfsteptolife.com under the service tab, and then check out the testimonials to our consultations in, in you know, in, with some of the service that we're doing in general. What what your homies doing? <laughs> You're just saying like, what if you spill water? <laughs> I'm trying to give the intro. I'm trying to give the intro. And then we just passed out. Bro, we don't stop. I'm going to shock you myself, <laughs> bro. Bring out my taser. Anyway, uh, I don't got a taser. And uh, a sword. And a sword. Yes. Anyway, so yes, check out www.halfsteptolife.com for our, our consultations under, under the, the services service tab. So that way, and if you don't believe me, if you don't believe us, the especially the, the amount of value that it's going to provide you, then check out the testimonials. Yeah. They're written and they got a promotional video too. And by the time that this video comes out, yeah. uh, we'll also have individual testimonials of examples of which they would look like. So yes, sir. if you think we're liars, you're a liar. Yeah. 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 I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, what I'm saying. We got Devin again. And we also got James again. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they were so nice uh, to stay with us, especially James. Yo, James, you're, you're a real one, bro. Yeah, James been chilling with us all day, all day, and Devin Devin came right after work, literally yeah, after literally. work came Absolutely. through Absolutely. the pod. But anyway, so uh, we're gonna get this show on the road, yep. uh, and I'm gonna pass it off to Outdot because we got a really cool segment for you guys today. Today is gonna be a different type of episode, different type of episode, different type of episode, different type. Of episode. Was that supposed to be an echo? It was echo an echo. All right, bro. Whatever. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, yeah, whatever. For, we'll save it for the bloopers. Anyway, so <laughs> today's episode is going to be what I like to call the personal episode. And this is really, really pertinent to me since my name is Outthought. Um, and I put a lot of time into that name for, for a reason. So as creatives, we have thoughts that are lingering throughout our brains, whether we call them shower thoughts, whether we're thinking on the road, wherever we are, we're constantly thinking. And as being young people as well, we also have what's called fluid intelligence, which means ideas and things rush through our heads 
all the time. That's just how we think. That's how we do it. And things go crazy. So I know we've thought of individually, we've had thoughts that we've had for creatives or for ourselves that we wanted to ask each other, and we've never really gotten a chance or a forum to do that. So today what we're going to do is we're going to ask each other a couple of questions and go around, see how our thoughts kind of relate to each other, see how they might not relate to each other, Um, and just obviously if there's any disagreements that we have, settle them amicably. Uh, like we always do, but we're going to talk today. We're going to have a good time today. So um, I want to go ahead and start it off. And one thought that I've always had, one thing I think I've mentioned in my other podcast as well, mm-hmm. Coffee and Conversation, is um, the difference um, or I guess the, the difference in expectation between creatives and non-creatives when it comes to um, the stage or just in general, um, the line of where, where people do things. When, when, we, when it comes to um, creatives in general, we have to think that most times we're seen in an entertainment, in a place of entertainment. We're typically entertaining other people in some way, shape, or form. We're typically giving them our art, um, in, and then we got compensated for that in some way, shape, or form. Um, just keeping it, keeping it, you know, in my own medium, like uh, music, which we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about it from the bandstand or from being on stage. A lot of times, there's an expectation. Um, that people come for whenever they see somebody perform there's an, there's kind of a dialogue that goes on on stage but what people don't understand is that we as creatives and as musicians when we go on stage to perform there's a lot of things going through our heads most times um, is this performance going to go well is this perform is everything going well um, did I have a good day today um, what's going to affect me while I'm playing or maybe oh I have this special thing I want to do today there's so many things that are going on and people really just expect the performance um, with that being said what do you think is the most common misconception that people have whenever it comes to musicians performing for it on a, on a specific day? What do you think is the biggest misconception that people have? That we have it put together? Hmm. You'll, you'll see more often than not, like, every single performance has a mistake somewhere. Hmm. Like, you rehearse, you, you, you come together, you try to do all these things, and then all of a sudden they just decide... Uh, or you decide it depends on who's making the mistake in general so it's like somebody forgot their music somebody forgot their ipad somebody forgot to uh, their drumsticks somebody forgot their <coughs> reeds uh, like this that and the other especially in the in the in the musical field um but the same thing could also be like oh my god like as a videographer right uh, i do videography for people in new york city and one of them was miles lennox because and i was doing it for free for him because miles my boy anyway uh, I come to his gig and I realized that I didn't charge any of my batteries for my camera. And I'm like, me cago en la puta madre. So what I had to do was basically sit up so fucking close that I was just literally like up to my, like, like up to miles with my, like, f- with my camera. Luckily it takes 4K. So like at 30 frames per second. So I was just like, like like just <laughs> literally just stuck to the frame trying to make sure that I get a good angle of him in addition to um, uh, how this camera that we're looking at the one that I'm pointing at right now um, that it could take the most amount of content that was available until it just died you feel me so I was pretty sad about that like so th- there are things that you can't really control and then things that you are con- that you can control but but uh, a lot of times what the misconception for me, at least for that and that question, is that there's always something that's going to be wrong. We mm. do not have anything together. Facts. I mean, general foundation, right? Or, or like the presentation or the music or whatever, but or or anything. But most most likely, there's going to be something wrong there. 
Definitely. Always. Anyway. And that's from the musician's perspective. Yeah, Definitely. but but also from the videography and photography perspective. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. So. What about you, Devin? Well, yeah, it's, it's all the... Yep. Yeah, yeah, it would help yeah. to have my microphone on. Yeah. <laughs> so to answer your question, um, it's all the variables. Yeah, a lot of uh, people think that the artists, yeah, are prepared for anything and everything that could possibly happen because it's their performance, it's their one moment, their shot at fame, or impressing the right person, or uh-huh. meeting, you know, you know, the right people at the gig. Um, you have to have everything perfect, and I'm a perfectionist. I really am. Mm. Yeah. Through my journey uh, as an artist the past um, year and a half, I have seen all of the variables I believe I can see at this point, um, mm-hmm. like our last show that we did. Outlaw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Talk uh, about it. Talk about it. What oh, happened? man, guys. I was doing a 30 minute set, and yeah. it was my first 30 minute set, actually, um, performing. And I had a couple originals that I snuck in between a couple of covers. And yeah, she set the, the fire alarm off. Yeah, she was that good. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the fire alarm did go off in the middle of my original <laughs> song, and I was not prepared for that. Um, and even though house. I had gone to school for, <laughs> um, well, really acting, I wanted to be in theater. I, I took classes, even improv. And so you think, oh, if you learn the skill set for improv, you could prepare yourself for any moment in life, right? Because you'll just wing it and you'll carry through and carry on. And I was just like, whoa. I froze for a moment. I'm like, all right. And the music just kept going and the fire alarm just kept going. And I was like, hey, guys, you know, I just had a human moment with the audience. And I was like, I was not prepared for this at all. Um, I don't know exactly why the fire alarm went off. And that's when Out thought um, <laughs> it was adorable. And he said, it's because you're on fire, Devin. I was like, I'll take it. That that's must awesome. be what it is. That must be. And, you know, some artists might just like let that and moment. Like completely, <laughs> it, some artists might let that like completely cripple them, mm-hmm. and then they stop the set, and then it's like, oh no, or they might get angry, and then they show that kind of feeling on stage, and then the audience is seeing that side of them, and then it's a whole thing. And but no, I was just like, of course this would happen to me, of course, because I can handle this. And so I was just like, you know what, guys, I'm just going to keep on singing through and um, yeah, we'll try to enjoy the moment. So I continued to sing with the fire alarm going off in the background. Wow. I didn't even know that. Like, because it seemed like after after the fire alarm went off, in my mind, like it went off. You were a little bit nervous. and I was like, oh, yeah, I did the thing. And then you just kept on going. I was like, oh, okay, she got it. Like, (laughs) wow. I didn't know all that was going through your head. Yeah. I didn't even know. I was just like, you know, I could just sit up here and let this hurt me. You know, it's my choice on how I want to feel, right? We create our own reality. So I was like, you know what? This is just a funny little funky thing that happened during my set. And as long as the music is still playing, I can keep going. And you know what? The fire alarm stopped randomly. And then everyone I could see in the crowd started getting their head back together, you know, started calming down, taking a few sips of their drinks or coffee. And then they tuned right back into me because they could see and respect the fact that I was still willing to put my art out there, my original. And funny enough, that original was a song that I created with the owner of the venue who owns the recording studio. So I was just like, yeah, no, this show's got to keep going. It's got to go on. So, yes, um, to answer that question, I know it can be a little long-winded. I apologize. Um, it's the variables. Everyone thinks that, yes, I agree with you, that 
every artist is out there, if they're putting their heart and their life on the line, their identity, their being, their essence, that they can handle anything and everything that could possibly go wrong. Facts. But we're all winging it. You got to improvise and you got to be able to have that emotional intelligence as an artist to be able to understand what's going on in the moment where something may be happening you're not expecting. Facts. Facts. Yeah. I agree. What about you, James? What do you think? Repeat the question again. So, um, what do you think is the most common misconception? And it could be. <laughs> what do you think is? <laughs> Yo, Jason is funny, bro. <laughs> it's what like it's like if I would yeah. say if I would say, yeah. uh, could you repeat the question? It's like like you know like I have like. Because, you know, my personality is just different. When I hear James, is like, can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. Oh my I'm not God. the only person. I'm not the only person that's thinking this, right? I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> am I the only person that? I, I thought you were laughing. I thought you were laughing because because David like was really elaborate with the question, and then and then he's like, it's, it's like he, it's always like he got up from sleep. He's like, oh wait, what's going <laughs> on? Oh, no. I thought that's why. I thought that's why. No, it's just the way that, that, that he said it. He just said the way that he said it. That's right. I, I thought it was what he said. I guess it's different. Uh, but the oh question is, what do you think is the most common misconception between what's happening on stage as far as like the musicians and then like what's happening on like off the stage? Like it could be, oh, like we um, the yeah. the musicians have a misconception about the audience. The audience has a misconception about like the, the musicians either way. But what do you think is the most common misconception? Um, so that's that's interesting. Um, sometimes some people can see it. Um but it could just be like just in the band like you know like sometimes like especially if like we're with new musicians or something like that let's say if somebody don't know their own part and whatever or like you see people giggling like i've noticed like some people like will notice some people won't notice but things could happen like if you hear like the singer you know Sit like she probably off tone, or like she doesn't know the words. Sometimes we might look at each other, but I don't know if like <laughs> you know like like they we, know. Yeah, do they know? <laughs> do they know? <laughs> so we try to be like really professional in that. Um, but like people gotta know that we're not perfect. Um, but we are professional, meaning like. We get it through no matter what. We ah, we're not gonna nice. be like, let's stop. This was not perfect. Let's stop. No, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna go through what we do. Like we we don't take it for granted, but we learn from those mistakes. And like because we're experiencing that, we learn how to be even more professional. So we're not just professional just because we went to school or we did this or whatever. But it's through experience. Um, that's you know how that really happens. How we like become professional just because like what we experience. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just things. It could be vibe vibes. You can tell when the band is like really into it or when they're really not. Mm. But that could be because of how comfortable you can see the chemistry, whatever. Um. But it's just like sometimes it's just like we think of each other like family, so like it, it's kind of hard to explain myself. But like, That's okay, I don't know, I don't know how like um, 
or like let's say the other way like how we see the audience um sometimes it's you know like like us we look at the audience like dang are they into it or like what what are we doing like but that kind of give us like you know something like man we need to change it up they probably want more of this more of that so like for us i think we read it more than you know seeing it as a misconception because sometimes misconception can just mean something else you know it's just like understanding you know the band and the stage and understanding them yeah out there i agree and that was actually my that was actually mine too i think sometimes us as musicians or you know as creatives we kind of misread our audience a lot of times like Mm -hmm. like if i'm on the bandstand and i'm playing for um like a wedding or something like that Often what happens is, you know, before the gig starts or before something happens, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, these guys are millionaires or these guys are this. So we know they're going to act like this or we know they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get on the stand, you know, if their actions are like they're not really paying attention to what we're doing, we'll be like, oh, yeah, they just wanted, you know, the vibe or the uh, the idea of it. background. But, you know, I've had times where I didn't think anybody was listening. And then after the gig was over. Like they were like, oh yeah, you know they really loved you guys, or like, oh yeah, they really hated like like certain parts of this, like they really didn't like it at all. And I'm like, wow, like everybody just looked like they were talking, you know, they didn't look like they were paying attention. And in the same way, like if it's, I think that's you know that's more of like I, on the party side of things, like if you're playing for a wedding or something. But then like I've played, you know, at church, I played songs at church, and then after church, people come up to me like in tears in their eyes, you know. Like, I played a saxophone solo, and they were like, you know, that touched me. That's what I needed to keep on going, you know. And, you know, in in a way, I think sometimes we kind of we kind of assume that the audience is going to react in a certain way. And what we don't know is, um, you know, creativity, just like, it, just like it affects us, it hits everybody in a different way. And when we express ourselves, you know, it can hit people in a variety of different ways, and, and, and really yeah. anything can happen. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like I, there's an artist in Orlando, she paints, um, and her paintings are so gorgeous and beautiful to me. And I, I get lost in them. And everyone has a different experience when they look at, uh, you know, different types of artwork, um, whether if it's like a sculpture or if it's something on a canvas. And for me, I saw her painting, and my experience was I got you know a flashback of my childhood. I didn't expect that when I saw her painting, but that's the kind of experience I had. And I was like wow she has no idea that she what she just produced allowed me to have such a nostalgic warm experience I have to tell her and because I told her that gave her an experience or a feeling of gratification or a feeling that she never knew she could have um like that kind of effect on someone like me so yeah I'm with you on that one out thought it's very interesting when it comes to our music we can't even imagine how the audience member is going to experience what we have to offer mm-hmm. what kind of feelings or emotions or memories are we triggering for that person through our voice through that specific uh, crescendo that we did during that song definitely definitely um well what I want to do is let's go around um we can either go this way or this way but um questions that we ponder that we wanted to ask other people or that we just ponder ourselves that we could bring to the table do you want to start it off, Ido, or should we get the other way? I'm thinking of a question. Ah, uh, this is one that I ask myself all the time. What's holding you back? Oh. Oh, I, this chair. What? This chair. Mm. 
What's holding you back? <laughs> it might be holding you up. It is holding you up. Hmm? The booty cheeks you got, bro. <laughs> my cheeks are a genetic gift from my mother's side of the family. Nice. Shout out, to, shout out to Miss Green. The Goldens. Nice. Yep. Um, on both sides of the family, my last the last names are colors. One is golden and the other one is green. So you could say I am definitely colored. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's poop. <laughs> I love that. That's a poop color. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dang, James Red. Wow. Golden green. Golden green. Golden green. Well, that's that's a poop green. color. Wow. <laughs> if you mix them together, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I've never done that. Hmm. What's holding you back? <laughs> What's holding me back from what? What's holding you back? Oh, wait. Are we starting? Which way are we starting? Do you want me to start? <coughs> yeah, holding back in like... And anything. And anything in life and in, in your in your art. And What's holding you back? Yeah. That's a good question. From your potential. Um, deep. Oh, I, I see that. Um, I can go. Yeah, go ahead. Um, he doesn't know if he should say it. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, Say it. It's probably Melinda. I be keeping. James gonna get in a lot of trouble, guys. James about to get in a lot of trouble. James is gonna get in trouble. Oh my gosh. Okay. James, what's holding you back, bro? What's holding you back? Um, I don't know. You just gotta be careful, like who you're with. I can talk it like generally, like. Um, it could be like anybody I'm with, because mm. like some people can prevent you from doing other things. You know, it could be the environment you're in. Um, so I think me, I have to let go of a lot of feeling I need attention from people, mm-hmm. or to get that social um vibe from everybody mm-hmm. and to like really really focus on myself Fact. um another thing is like yeah it's it, it's just really like what's holding me back too is just that thing said no charge don't worry about it um but the only thing about it um it's just making sure you know i have to do like what i say i'm gonna do Cause there's a lot of times you'd be like, I'm going to do this, but you really don't do it. So I think it's you saying yes to the things that you want to do, knowing that it's going to help you. Um, things like that. And it's just like, I don't know. Like there's just times where like, you just don't do it. Part you're just distracted. Like me, I know I get distracted a lot in some ways. So I need to stop getting distracted and do and work, you know, like what I say and do what I say, but that's just like you know that comes with like the mentality, you know, like what you put, you know, you gotta, like you know, you gotta change little things. Like me, I changed like my diet and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like you know, energy is from like eating, mm-hmm. sleep, you know. Gives you energy. So do like the little things that you have to do for yourself because like you got to understand your body is still your body. Stop thinking your mind, your head is the same as your legs. Like it's a body, but like your mind and your body, your physical body is like different. So I'll just say stuff like that. Like just work on little things 
because like i know if i like eat better like be more outgoing whatever i can have this energy and this focus and i think because i don't i have not done that that's what made me like hold me back from like doing the things that i want to do and stuff and just yeah the environment people you just gotta watch out because you might be around people that like to party like come on come on party, party. Heard that. yeah and it's just like you know it just you know it it gets you out of your you know rhythm yeah your rhythm like they just yep you're circadian rhythm right they're like come on you're boring you're boring why are you doing this you're just focused on this and whatever (laughs) you're young right like why are you so but like come on bro it's like people have been doctors like 10 years like they're gonna do it no matter what you're not gonna whatever i'm not saying to be boring and not do whatever but you gotta it's just discipline so I just need to work a little bit more on discipline. I am disciplined. I just need to be more, you know, because a lot of things happen. Mm. So. I feel that, you know, like uh, I look at the body like an engine in a car, right? You got to change the spark plugs, the wires. You got to keep up on the transmission fluid. You got to keep up on the oil changes, right? So that way everything flows and fires as it should mm-hmm. with ease. But if you lack in a certain area, if you are overlooking when you need to, uh, I guess, um, create that appointment for, for the maintenancing of your engine, right? You kind of lose track. You, you get off of the path that you need to be on in life. So if you need a certain recipe of, um, you know, certain amount of ingredients to create a recipe that gives you the flavor that you want in your life, right? I'm trying to come up with good ways to... Um, correlate uh, what I'm trying to express but if you need certain ingredients right to create that flavor then that means you're going to sacrifice other ingredients right so you're going to make sure that you get eight hours of sleep so your body is good if your body is good right then your mind is going to operate at optimum speed if you are making sure that you're eating the right foods right then it's going to last longer for you for me having type one diabetes, I have to make sure, you know, I perfect that balancing act every day. I'm taking my insulin on time. I'm, I'm waking up on time. So same goes for music. You know, it's, you know, in life, if you want to accomplish something, if you want to create a goal, you have to create a, a sense of like structure. You have to have a routine in order to get to the goal that you want. So I know I'm kind of talking all over the place, but whether if it's really. a food or a recipe, uh, yeah. if it's a music, a song, if it's a, a goal in music, an impact you want to make on a, a larger population of people other than your you know, local people that support you at an open mic, you have to put in the work and figure out what ingredients you need in order to accomplish that goal, accomplish that um, particular recipe you're going <laughs> for. Mm-hmm. So I feel that 100%. Uh, definitely. Um, for me, I would say it's, Lack of discipline, lack of confidence, um, being too frugal, and um, the basic necessities. I think those are the four things, just in general. I think, and I think it's a culmination of things that, um, you know, everybody experiences. And I think I'm disciplined to an extent, but in order to get to where I need to be with my life, um, there needs to be a reassessing of the hierarchy of needs, the things that I'm doing. And then I also need to really just sit down and do more, you know, just in general, as Ido always says, um, and do it consistently, do it all the time, mm-hmm. you know, with, within reason. Um, but 
just in general in order to get to where i need to be i think also um one of the other ones oh being too frugal i think sometimes i think of the money that i have in the wrong way i use the money that i have you know i have a system for myself obviously i make sure that i pay my bills and stuff like that but at the end of the month, I should have more money to put towards my savings and more money to put towards my investments. But I typically end up falling short, whether it's because I didn't calculate the right way or because there was a variable that I didn't really factor in for or I wasn't thinking about or just my just my self-discipline as well. Like, oh, I ate out too many times this week. I did this too many times this week. Oh, yeah. Um, just not keeping in mind that in order for me to live my life and in order to live the life that I want to live, I have to be more disciplined than everybody around me. I can't be like anybody else around me. I have to be somebody mm-hmm. different. Um, and then um, lack of confidence. There are times when I should be more confident. There's times when I should do the things that I know are in my head, but I don't do them. And it's because I think of just um, complacency, maybe the people that I'm around as well. Um, sometimes I'm around people that just don't do things. So if you are around people that don't do things, you can't expect to do these things, you know. But as a host, as somebody that's in front of people all the time, I have to be the brave one. I have to be the one that does that. There's Mm -hmm. a certain person that does it that's me. There's no excuses for it. So being more confident there with women in general as well. Every, every, in my opinion, I don't know about how anybody else thinks. If I find a woman attractive, that's all I need for the initial the initial thing. And a lot of times I back out of that, like just being completely honest, like whether it's a creative or just a person in general. But that is going to that, that's going to push me to where I need to be. And then also not just with like obviously with, with women, you know, whatever works, whatever doesn't. But then in my life, as I'm more confident and able to do that, I feel like that's going to benefit me in other ways elsewhere. And then last but not least, what was the last thing I said? Um... I have no idea. You said confidence, being frugal, having having frugal, discipline. Discipline, and there's one more. Um, oh, I don't remember what it is, but yeah, those four things. <laughs> there are four things. So, mm. yeah. I think for me... Oh, the basic necessities. The, the hierarchies. Yeah, no, no, the basic necessities. Ah, okay. Yeah, so just taking care of myself. <laughs> like, just in general, like, hey, you got to eat healthy, bro. Like, you got to eat healthy. You got to go to the gym. You know, like, that's yes. that, that. Yeah. That's it. I, I mean, for me, okay. what's holding me back? Because I feel like I do a lot of good things. I feel like I do a lot of good things. But... I feel like what's holding me back is that I don't know how to relax. Mm. I don't. I don't know how to relax. I don't. I don't like relaxing. I don't. I don't like relaxing because I feel like I'm not working. Mm. And uh, that you know, obviously, it's uh, attributed to like uh, the way I've lived my childhood and all this stuff like that. My parents even to this day say they're like, "Oh, you don't know how to relax," and, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Hmm, I wonder why." Um, but I, I feel like. I feel like at at some point I'm gonna have to learn how to do that. Eventually, don't know when that's gonna happen, but I just I just man I'm just I'm just ambitious. I just I just wanna uh, I just have so many goals. Like I'm I'm neurotic when it comes to my to my goals. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. in my apartment, I have <clears throat> all of my goals written on a list in multiple places in my apartment. That's how fucking neurotic I am. I have a, I have them taped on my desk, taped on my fridge taped on above the sink in the kitchen taped in my bathroom 
taped in my bed because I feel like at this point in my life I should be obsessed with my goals. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I sh- and if, if and if I'm not doing anything that's conducive to those things, then they they don't matter. Right. You feel me? So like, like all my friends will be like, uh, I mean, and every all of my friends have said this, and and Alpha's probably gonna know what I'm gonna say. Uh, all of my friends is like, nah, bro, you got you know like, like like I I I well. Okay, I have to explain this. So, so, um, I, I don't do alcohol anymore. Uh, I refuse to take any drugs. I never have, never will. Um, and because they don't, they don't add to my life. And I've also, uh, to a degree, have shut myself away from from relationships and women, in general, because I felt like it's it affects me in, in in multiple ways more mm-hmm. than one. Emotionally and physically. Oh yeah. You feel me? Because like, it's like like when you when you're next to a girl that you like, you dig. I mean, we talked about it like beforehand, and be like, yeah, yo, yeah, like like I'd be like, yo, don't baby girl, yeah. yeah. And then and then those situations, it's like it's like, yo, I gotta I gotta get away from you. You have to stay away, stay away from me because this is not this is not going to help me. There's a gravity. Nah. But I love you. But, <laughs> but, but I love you. But I love you. Uh, uh, it's just like uh, Devin's the only one. But but it's just and it's like no offense. It's just like uh, and that goes for people that I'm not dating as well. Like like people that I just need to cut out of my life. Because because at the end of the day, I just I just feel like they they don't support my goals in any way, shape, or form. So then why the fuck am I going to include them in my life? And, and a lot of, okay, it's not just women, but there's men too, you know, that want that partner that's very sure. self-sacrificial. Sure. And when you are an artist and you're on a journey of your own, you have all these goals, then they're, here we go again, there are those sacrifices. So mm-hmm. then there's like a tug and pull in that relationship. Sure. I'm an artist that's been in a relationship for nine years. Nine years. I just started exercising my artistry uh, more recently in my life because I was very busy being um, ambitious ambitious in other ways Mm -hmm. but now um there is a shift and there is you know uh a gravity that being an artist you know has on a relationship because when you're in a relationship with somebody that person wants all the free time that you have so if we go back to what i was saying earlier where it's like you sleep so many hours you work 40 hours out of the week you're around your co-workers more than you are really anybody else in your life if you think about it um you know how many hours of sleep that you get etc cetera, etc cetera. when you have that very little bit of time to have with a partner and you're like okay do i use that or do i go to this gig because i'm gonna meet somebody that's gonna change my career path am i going to miss this birthday let's say if you know that was the case that was a sacrifice when you're first beginning a relationship with someone especially from a woman's perspective Mm -hmm. we want all the attention I'll speak for myself. I want all the attention. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you're not in a stage in your life where you're ready to give that. And that's so good for you to know that about yourself that you're like, you know what? I know where I need to be in my life at this point. And that's honorable because that wouldn't be fair for you to try to be in a relationship with somebody. And, you know, you know who you are, you know, your path and you know what it would take for them to sacrifice for that. So you're in a way being fair, not just to yourself, but to another person. It's cause I just don't feel like, like people, people can't live the lifestyle I live. A lot of people can't like I damn near star my starve myself. Don't go to sleep 
and literally do exercise all the fucking time, six days a week, making sure that I wake up early, making sure that I do my things, I post a fuck ton of content, and I do a lot of things, right? In addition to all those stuff, go to grad school, have three jobs, run two businesses, one of them is with this beautiful man who's setting up this camera hey, right now. Hey, it's me. Yes, sir. That's me. Gorgeous. Uh, gorgeous. Um, uh, but, but, you know, it's like... It's like it's like I don't not not I don't, there's not a lot of people who can live my lifestyle, so it it would it would be it would it would be almost be like asking too much of somebody. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know I know I know sometimes I know sometimes that uh, that it can be like especially towards the beginning of our business. Like I noticed that uh, like my the way that I was living and what I was expecting <coughs> of myself and for this business was overwhelming for for outlaw. Because, cause I, I noticed, I like I, it's visible. It's like you know, like he he would be like, nah, I don't, I'm not tar- entirely sure, like this, that, or whatever. And I'm just like, nah, bro, we ha- this is prime time, grind time, like we have to go. And then, he, and I didn't necessarily have to convince him. It was more so that he understood after time went on how where I was coming from, and and you know that could be the same thing with a relationship. Still relation- doing that. Still doing that today. Right. Doing today. Fact. Yeah. Uh, and it's and you know it it's not something it's not something that a lot of people can can adjust to because that's just that's just the way i live my life yeah and to to jump onto that i will say like it is like 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 you say it's most people because um in in general most people yeah that i mean like to try and jump on your wavelength that's not conducive necessarily but there are some people one thing that i heard james say i'll I'll just be honest james reed the owner of binks he said he told his wife before they got anything anywhere really sure, sure, hey sure. Mm-hmm. i'm i have this vision for this place i have this vision for this record store all this that and the other sure, sure, sure. i'm gonna work really late in the night i'm gonna work really early in the day all this that and the other he told her that and guess where they are now mm-hmm. they're about to have their second kid right so it is possible and honestly i don't think it's unfair in some ways when you let somebody know beforehand oh, and sure. they can see the vision sure like we like we talk about too no for sure when it comes but, to seeing the vision. but like I think that that's very rare to find. Oh, facts, rare, exactly. Like, like, but like you it, were saying, it's like it's 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 not. Like I said, most people can't live this lifestyle because I like for me, I need to be a six figure earner and above. Like I need to be making millions of dollars by the time that I'm in 35, 40 years old, and that's just because of my own purpose and what I try to do and try to accomplish for my life. And I know I'm gonna get there. Because of like of how hard I'm fucking working, but that's the thing. It's like, can somebody else be receptive to that and be willing to take the back seat for a little bit in order for me to create a better life for the both of us? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are gonna be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people will be able to wait around for this person. I mean, I mean, look at me, I'm cute, but like you know, it is what it is. You feel me? Cute, so man. like, <laughs> cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Next. But uh, <laughs> dang, bro. Wow. Okay. I see I how it is. Right no girls really be like that. The, yeah, that's man. a that's, that's a beautiful man right the, there. Remember, remember, that's a beautiful man right there. Name is right Pedro. There. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, holla at him. Remember. Remember. Nah, yeah. nah, nah. Girls don't, got resumes. Don't show up my What's up? <laughs> he said, oh, "Guys, give resumes. Girls take them and review them." You know what I mean? In this case, it's gonna be opposite. For it would this be. One. It would be opposite. It would be yeah. opposite. Well, I mean, be, that, it would be really opposite. Cause I like, value. Cause, cause, I, 
Listen, all I'm saying is just that she would have to be able to do certain things and understand certain things before we even jump into anything. Facts. Right. Because it's like, bro, I'm not finna date a bum. The fuck? Like, like, literally, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, some, like, listen, she has to have her own stuff going on in order right. for, it yeah, to, for it to make it happen. Exactly. <laughs> they, they goofball. Uh, he made the sound effect. But it's, it's just like, yeah, it's just like. It, Setting I, the expectations. Yeah. Like, when, when Angelo and I first got together, okay. I'm, sure. We had a little date at a Starbucks in Altamont, and I told him, I was like, I'll buy my coffee, like, you know, because I, I don't personally believe that the guy should always buy everything and spoil, nah. and, you know, so I don't do. I don't treat you guys, Dang. you know, anybody uh, like a money back. No, that's so what I do. Well, I, I was mean, like... <laughs> traditional versus modern. I'm changing the perspective, like, that. Huh? that's what I feel like I'm on this earth. Oh, no, no, that's modern. That's a modern day thing. That, there there but, are people doing that. That's fine. Like, you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, absolutely and uh, i can you know, talk about equality, that th things like that yeah so like for him and i i first date i said look here's all of my baggage i dated this person that person this person this is what happened you may or may not know them hey this is also a big mistake i made in my life but this is how i reflect on it and this is how i'm carrying my life on after it so you can either take me or leave me see me as a you know worthy investment of a partner as a friend or whoever but you know i like you and i like the way that you express yourself the way you communicate to me and i also find you very attractive so <laughs> that's how i set the expectation on our first date because we were in high school i'm 26 i was 17 at the time he was 19 so for us to be like at the place in our life at that time i didn't want to be temporary either. <laughs> wait, wait i got so, wait what's so funny about that 26 you were 19 I'm 26 now, but at the time, because we've been in a nine-year oh. relationship. I heard 26 yeah. and he was 19. Oh, no. No, no, no. I was 17. He was 19, right? Oh, so when I went on this first date, right, mm -hmm. with him, I was like, all right, I know how most guys think. All right, my dad told me ABCD, EFG was going to happen in my lifetime, being a woman, and to watch out for this and that. So let me just, you know, set the expectation for him and for I, you know, and be fair because I don't like to play games and I don't like, you know, gray areas. So I told him everything about me so no one could tell him first, so Facts. no one could take Facts. that from me. Right. And that way I could build trust and respect up front. And then I was like, I don't do this break thing. If we're having an issue, Ooh. if we're having a problem, there ain't no, um, I need a moment. And then, you know, we you go were seek. on a break. Yeah. What does break mean? Exactly. Oh God, that's a Wait. whole other episode. But you <laughs> feel me? It's, it's the personal episode. Bro. We can talk about it today. Break. break. True. But that's what that mean? I, What's the break? I do want to go back a little bit. I just have a question. Yeah. How do men think? You said you know how men think. Oh, did you say that? that yeah. How do you did I say that? So yeah. I think what oh, I meant father, to elaborate. Your father. Your father. Oh, my dad. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean my dad and I are really close we're best friends so he would right. tell me okay I'm a man so I know how boys think at your age or how guys think at your age so let me give you like a cheat sheet to life and tell you what to expect as you go out and you date people and and I was like okay dad so I'm just gonna be upfront and honest and I'm gonna tell that person you know this is how I am and they can either take me or leave me and if they decide to take me then I'll just 
keep you know a lookout for the red flags and see how this person really shows themselves their true colors to me as time goes on because you know even though we may say we are a certain way as time goes on our actions speak louder than those words so being a 17 year old who's highly conscious of how people could act or interact in a relationship at that time I set the expectation so that way it would be fair not just for me but for him too maybe sure. i wasn't the person or the partner that he wanted or needed or that would compliment him the best maybe okay. i wasn't coming in at the right time so anywho that was how we began our relationship and whoop, nine years later we're still strong and it's because of the communication it's you know along with all of the individual evolution of ourselves right mm -hmm. so if you yourself are taking all this responsibility and all of these different projects and you have a mission to be that six-figure person at the age of 30 whatever then you have to have a partner that can handle that that's not going to yeah. try to hold you back uh, for selfish reasons and that means that it's gonna be that much harder for you to find that person that is emotionally intelligent or able to take on that role in your life because women like attention as they always do towards the beginning yeah it's just it's towards just, the beginning yeah, it, <laughs> don't even get me started um, uh but it's just it's just interesting because it's like uh and this is the last thing i'll say because we need to keep going um mm -hmm. i i just don't think i'm gonna say this again i just don't think a lot of people can live the lifestyle that i can however because i i live a very high risk high reward lifestyle mm -hmm. right and not a lot of people can live under those conditions because the thing is, is that once you gain a lot, you can also lose a lot. You mm -hmm. feel me? With business, with investments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just that's just a part of life, and w at least this part of life, this lifestyle. I just know I'm prepared to take on an unsurmountable amount of risk in order to receive that return of investment. And that's the same thing with relationships as well and friendships and everything else. Definitely. Yeah. If I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. Period. If you don't fuck with me, keep it moving. You feel me? And that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's facts. So, Devin, what's a question that you have um, or yet you ponder on yourself that you are willing to ask us or you would like to ask us? You like yeah. to have from us? Yes. I mean, you could ask, what do men think? <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, if you if you want to, we'll tell you. But nah. well, I would oh, definitely oh. like to hear that. But I did have another question. Yeah, so so with all of what each of you obsess over, right? Mm -hmm. Where does the motivation come from? What sparks the obsession for you? Well, if you could think of like the the project that you're working on most recently right what is driving you what's giving you the passion to make the sacrifices in order to continue to do what you're doing because there are people that are artists but they can't find the motivation do, do you want the do you want the 30 minute answer or do you want the two minute answer two yeah, good, no. you know the answer <laughs> I just I just Two. think purpose One. like it's just it's just purpose you feel me like a lot of people live this life uh without purpose and I feel like that's to their own detriment because 
uh, like I have I have this thing with passion. Everybody says like this is my passion. This is the blah, blah, blah. it's like if you really look up the definition of, of passion, I've said this multiple times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you look up the, the definition on Merriam, Merriam Webster, um, it's <laughs> it's usually associated and it has the synonym lust as one of them. Lust, when you think about it, it's very fleeting, Ooh, like a fire. Yes, yes. It's very fleeting, especially in, in English, English literature. And I hate English, okay? I hate English. But I remember specifically passion is, you know, just being expressed in a very lustful way, which is fleeting. However, I love purpose because purpose is intangible. It always sticks with you, whether through thick and thin, through the baddies, and the thoughts, <laughs> every everything, it, it literally it literally sticks with you regardless because it puts you through uh, this man. It literally it literally puts you through the good times and the bad times, and it's like no matter what happens in your life, your purpose is always gonna be there. You feel me? And uh, yeah, that's that's what drives me. That's what gives you the motivation is what you know to be your purpose. So someone is searching for purpose. What is my purpose? I have so much to offer. I can sing. I can write. But what is my purpose? What is my main footprint I'm leaving on this earth, right? How do people find that? Well, you asked one question. Now you yeah, asked too many two questions, questions, honey. That's two questions. Okay, okay, too many fair questions. enough. That's fair too many enough. questions. But it, it was a good one, you got to admit. Yeah, it is a pretty good one. But, okay, that was unfair. But thank you for answering my first question. It's okay. If you want to pride, that's another time. You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) But now it's your time. Um, What drives me? Well, to ask your question. To ask my question? If you want to answer. Oh, no, answer your question. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got it. I got it. Um, What drives me, though? Like... Yeah, like what gives you your motivation to do what you're doing through the um, thick, through the thin, through the mistakes, through the success, through the, the yeah. risk and the reward? What gives you the, the motivation? I'll say part of it, you know, is where I'm from. I'll say that. Um, you know, I didn't have like the richest family, mm-hmm. but we always had that mindset of being wealthy. And I feel like everybody in my family is very creative. You know, my, you know, we have hairstylists. We have, you know, my other sister that does, like, nails. They do hair. They do, like, leading tech for, like, computers. They know how to fix things. Or they have their clothing lines or stuff like that. So that, that like, pushed me to be, like, all right, our family is very gifted. Um, I just wanted to, to stay in our family because I feel like we have a gift. And, you know, I... I want to do my thing. I'm doing more of music. My brother, he does do like he does like producing stuff too. That's what I want to get into too. But it's definitely my family because like we're all trying to, you know, just push to be more and more successful. Like my parents, you know, we want to make our parents, you know, proud. You know, like nothing's impossible. And like you know, like the sky's the limit. Like I'm never gonna limit myself. In any way, if nobody, I don't care if people believe in me or not. Like Thanks. I believe in myself. Like, yeah. So you yeah, you're gonna be like, yeah, yeah, bro. You you really think so? Yes, I think so. Yeah. But it's the people around right. you that motivate you. Right. So it's the company that you keep. You know. Right. right. So it's like you know, with faith too. It's just like I'ma be where I want to be, and it's just like it's as you have to have an expect uh, expectancy. You know, people have dreams with no expectancy. 
It's like, I wish. No, you you want to expect it to happen. Mm-hmm. And you just got to believe that you'll be guided, you know, the right way. So you got to be around good people. You got to be around people that will help you for sure. But, yeah, it's basically family. And, you know, just for myself, I'm, you know, I value myself a lot. You know, I want respect on my name, just stuff like that. I'm already, like, a kind person, <clears throat> a genuine person. So it's just like, you know, I can share that too, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't have to just share like what I got talently, but like I rather you know, I know I'm a guy that's loving and I would wanna share that around people, you know, that I don't know. Cause people when I you know, people are gonna be inspired by you, not just by your music or whatever you do, but but who you are. Because you've been inspired yeah, before. Right. So it's just like, you know, that's gonna you know, just knowing that I'll help others too, just knowing that I will, that motivates me and that drives me more too. Because mm-hmm. the more you think about less of you, more of others too, yeah. a lot of blessings will happen because they will support you. So, like, you give, people will support you back, you know. So, that's how I see it, you know. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you for your response. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't appreciate mine? The heck? Anyway, she needs her own podcast. She needs a talk show. You need to start your own podcast or, or talk show. Um, <laughs> but to answer your question, uh, probably the vision and the purpose together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the vision uh, vision breed the purpose. Like, really, that's what it comes down to is once you understand who you are as a person and you, you understand, like, where your role is and what you do well, mm-hmm. what you want to contribute to society and what you want to contribute to your, your, friend, your friends and your family, when you see that, like, mm-hmm. when you get that idea in your head, then you start to culminate the vision, you know? Like, what am I meant to do? What is it meant to be? And when I was able to see it, I was able to create the purpose, like the mission statements, the the things that I need to do within my life. And that, like, nobody can move you then. Like, if you're I, – I definitely noticed that the correlation – there's a correlation between me not doing the things I need to do in a daily basis and me not being as focused or as organized as I can be and um, me not being aligned with my purpose. If I don't think of my, about my purpose within a day, yeah, my, I'm probably not as focused. I'm mm. probably not where I need to be. Um, yeah. That's just it. Like, if I you think that. about your purpose every day and you know it, if, if you have a purpose, and you think about that every day, you'll get back to it. You better get your butt up uh, get from back your to seat it, because there's, there's not a fire under your ass and you ain't going to do nothing. Exactly. So, yeah, that's it. Facts. That's it. You have to have those two things. Yo, you know what's crazy? Uh, and and cause cause well, we we view we view like we we agree on like ninety five percent of all the things that we say on this podcast pretty mm. much, mm-hmm. and and uh, one thing I will say which I know he'll agree with is is that there there was one I can't remember who I watched cause I cause not only I don't have a lot of people who think like me around me in my circle. So I have to indulge in content that is made by the people who think like the way that I do, right? And then one of the, oh, okay. And it was, I mentioned him in the previous episode or two previous episodes ago. Uh, his name is Christian Guzman. He's a multimillionaire. Uh, he owns a, a fitness brand essentially called Alphalete. Alphalete, yeah. And I love him to death because not only because he's Hispanic and it's very, uh, very enlightening to see a Hispanic succeed, very like succeed. Um, and his thing is just that like nothing really, nothing really p- 
pushes you forward unless like having the mentality that you're going to die one day yeah yes you feel you're me? not promised tomorrow right so so his thing was like it's just that like what are you gonna do just like stick around like and this that and the other because he's doing a fuck ton of things man like if you watch his all of his videos look cinematic he has a video editor that does all of them and he has a he, he's he's married he has a wife you know this that and whatever and like, has a bunch of friends who are also like-minded and have their own businesses and stuff like that but this man is just it's just really inspirational and uh, he he just talks about like and he's and he's not that much older than me. He's like twenty nine. Ah, you feel me? Nice. Uh, yeah, twenty nine years old. Um, and he's crazy, man. That like so inspiring. Um, but his thing is just like you just have to live your life with the mentality that you're going to die, like you're just going to die. And it's like, did you really take advantage of life like you said yeah. you would? Right. And if you didn't, for all those people who are listening to uh that are listening to us right now, you got to figure out what's going on with your life. And learn how to just become self-aware yeah. and snap back. Because otherwise, it's just like you're just being a, a, a life that that was that you didn't reach your potential. And do you really want to live a life that you realize that you didn't reach the potential that you could have possibly definitely come up to? No. No. That's right. No yeah, you too, Grandma. Um. <laughs> All right, James. What is a question you normally ponder? That you would like to bring up for all of us to answer. Oh, turn off the. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Ask that question again. Ask that question again, please. Yeah. So, James, you're up. What is one question that you have that you ponder from time to time, and you would like to ask all of us as the creatives in the room? Um. I don't know. It's it's just around people. I don't know. Do you guys ever get a feeling of? Um, like me, typically I don't like competition, but is there that feeling once in a while just because of the environment or like to show people your abilities or I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Holistically. 100%. Holistically. You're we're competing a, every day. Yeah. You're always yeah. in a, yeah, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world. You, you, it really you, is. You're competing every day. Oh yeah. You have to. You have to. Cause it's like. It's like as bad as it sounds. It's like like uh one thing, one thing that uh, an interview with Pat Metheny that I, that I watched back in the seventies. I wasn't there. It's just the video. It was back in the seventies. Oh, oh, I, oh you weren't. There. I didn't. I didn't know. I know. I know. I, I look so young for like fifty. I know. Um, that's what happens when you're Hispanic. But you would have um, been a baby, so he's uh, like more like sixty. Uh, yeah, yeah. You fact. You're right. You're right. You're right. I lied. I'm sorry. I'm trying to hide my age. Anyway. Old fart. Uh, nah. I, I am an old fart. I called myself an old fart because my uh, my kids at my all girls school they, they call me an old fart. Yeah, <laughs> old they're, they're like you're old. Well, they don't say old fart. They're like Mr. J, you're old. I'm like I could be as old as your brother. What do you mean? Anyway, yeah. uh, but that's technically true. Yeah, factual. That's yeah. actually facts. Yeah. My especially sister's the twelfth graders. Especially the twelfth graders. Huh? Yeah. So thirteen. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So so like uh, in this interview, Pat Metheny was describing like listen. You're competing every single day. You're doing things in order to get better so that way you can make sure that you you make sure that you have a place to eat at the table, right? Let's say. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but uh, and then at the end of the of the interview, he was basically saying that like, listen, but you know who else you're competing with? Me. 
Pat Metheny. Yeah. No, no, it's facts. That's and, facts. And, and it's like, because mm-hmm. right. it's like the people who are trying to get these gigs or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, RIP to the 55 bar, mm-hmm. um, are the people that, that are basically you're teaching or yeah. you're getting lessons from. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. like you're, if you're getting a lesson from Billy Hart, like you're com- you're competing with him for those gigs. You feel yeah. me? You f- so it's like it, it, it's it, you're always competing with everyone and in anything and yeah because nobody gives a shit and you just have to make your own place in this world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just- so like that's what I'm like trying to say. Like, are you instantly thinking competitive? Like right when you're playing with other people. Like let's oh, say. Oh no no yeah. No, no, no. I say you guys like. It might be like you're new to the city too, and it's just like you know, compared to people, how how are you approaching yourself, oh. or is it more of, you know, you're thinking of yourself and like, you know, because like I get what you mean, like be competitive, competitive in some, yeah, in like some ways, but it's just like when you're in that environment. So I would yeah. I would say. Uh, in in this like a jam session for example yeah. for people who don't know what a jam session is basically musicians that come together at a specific date at a specific time to play specific tunes um, specifically um, but yeah so so in that setting I'm just trying to create music yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to create music I'm not trying to compete with anybody listen You're and playing. I'll t- yeah and li- from the jump I'm there to play melodies yeah I'm not there to masturbate on stage. Alright. There's already uh, there's already I, I, there's I, I, already too many. There's already too many. No, no, I have to say I have to say this. The, there are too many people doing that in, in in multiple places in big cities in a bunch of jam sessions. You've That's seen facts. it too. Like That's ego stroking. Yeah, ego stroking, exactly. Uh so it's 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 like in those situations we're we're just there to play music. But in other ways, like business, yeah. I'm very competitive. Have to be. Very yeah. have to be. So why do you not have like the same mentality. Oh wait, wait, wait. That's the second question. You yeah. answer the question, then we'll then, and then the answer the second okay. question. That would be the last oh, question yeah, to answer. Okay. So, so the question was um, competitive in music. Yeah. Music specifically. Yeah. So, um, no, I think as far as music is concerned, I have a product that I'm going to put out, and I don't think anybody can replicate that. Like you can try, you know, but you're transcribing me. Um, or you're looking to try and do it, but you're not going to do it the same way I am. And that's just because you're not me. And that's okay. Like, I don't want you to be me. You should be you. But it's like, as far as my music is concerned, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm learning my scales. Obviously, I'm still going through scale. There there are plenty to go through. But, you know, I'm I'm just getting them in. Like, I'm not going through them and learning them for the first time anymore. It's like, okay, I'm teaching my students. I'm showing them things, and I'm trying to upgrade my sound. I'm trying to get it to the next level with more like things that I'm listening to. But you're not going to replicate what I sound like anymore. It's right. not going to be like a, oh, like he's you know he's he's just getting things going. He's just starting off, and nobody's hiring for gigs. It's not like that anymore. It's it's more of a a like I'm I'm trying to hone in my sound and you know get to my get to my value both you know physically like well not physically but like with monetary value um, with like. As far as like expressive value, like the the things that I express and stuff like that, and then also the value of myself and what I bring to the table, but no competition in any other any anything like that. Okay. All right, let me hear yours. I have another question. So, repeat your question again. Um, like, do you like think competitively when you're 
around certain people, like just all times, even if you're in a jam session or not, or like just because you're around musician, like is there like an instant like, all right, mm-hmm. I got to show something, or are you just like doing your thing and you, you're not really caring? I'm doing my thing and I'm not really caring because when I think from a competitive mindset, I find that it makes me lose track of myself because then what's the intention behind me sharing my art, sharing my, my essence. Right. So I think of, um, you know, like, see when I'm performing and I'm singing, it's therapeutic. It's euphoric. There is no drug for me that could match that. That feeling that I have on stage when I am hitting that note or I'm feeling that vibration in my throat and it, it's carrying all the way across to the, the very last person at the, the back of the venue. Like there is something more that happens for me that's transforming. And as a result of me doing that on stage, I see the people that are moved by that. And that's that's my intention whenever I sing or whenever I I perform anything or if I say a piece of poetry or even being on here like what I have to say I want people to connect with resonate with Uh and discover themselves with maybe even you know cut themselves a little bit of slack with because maybe they're thinking everything I'm saying but I'm the one saying it and it allows them to feel like they can relate to me in that way so for me like I don't get competitive because I'm not trying to keep my eyes on everybody else and what they're doing if anything I'm trying to learn let their life experience teach me something so I don't have to go through it Mm. so being number four out of five kids mom always said hey learn about what your older brother your older sisters are doing when they're asking me if they can go out to this party okay what kind of questions am I asking them did you clean your room do your homework were you being respectful to me this week you know Mm -hmm. and then if they weren't then you're going to see the recipe to get what you want Devin so then I would make sure I had everything covered and I learned from my older siblings so that way I get what I wanted the privilege ultimately that I felt I deserved Mm. so I'm not competitive um with my siblings necessarily like I have to get my you know the cell phone at a younger age or I get to go sleep over at my boyfriend's house or whatever and you don't haha it was more like okay what is it going to take for me to earn that or to to create that relationship with my mom where she trusts me so I would think from that kind of perspective, um, I get competitive with myself. Every artist says that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, because I will hear myself back, let's say on a track or I'll watch a video of me performing and I'm like, oh, wow, I really could have like invoked this kind of emotion if I had just gone from, you know, this key to this key during this part of the song. Or if I just held the note a little bit longer, if I made a little more eye contact with the audience, maybe I could have kept their attention a little bit more, Fine. you know, so. I think about uh, how I, I reflect upon my own performance to com- to compete with myself so that way I can make it as impactful as possible um, for the other person just because why well, I'm human and I can I can do it I have a voice I have a, a good intention I have great connections I have a stage a microphone there's nice. speakers so why not use that to my benefit and not let anything 
that could possibly turn negative taint that experience for me. That's why yeah. I say it's more therapeutic. So bottom line, yeah, yeah, because I mean I could try to compete and sing, you know, God is a woman. I love singing God is a woman by Ariana Grande, you know, um, and I have my own twang and my own kind of thing to it that that I do that makes it slightly different. And so when someone hears the song, they might be like, Oh my God. That's what Ariana Grande meant. I heard her sing it this way, but when Devin said it, she completely transformed the listening experience for me. And that's ultimately what I want to do is just show the many different shades and facets of being human and bringing out others art too when I do covers. But when it comes to my work, then it's all right, we're getting nitty gritty, analytical, very specific. I'm dotting every T I'm breathing at this moment. I'm pausing at that. Yeah. Word. Yeah. What was that sound? Yeah, that was a side of the house. Anyway. Well, that's, that's cool. what, what was your other question? What was your second question? Um, how do you, like musicians, how do you guys feel when somebody's like, um, like when they're asking you, um, bro, can you, can you like show me what you do or like, whatever as in like lessons but really they're trying to steal your stuff oh dude how do you guys respond to that or do dude. you guys feel some way or you you kind of dude. back it off can i say something yeah so so you're one uh, of the people that does a podcast of course you can say something. yeah yeah, no, say uh, yeah I, i'm not no i know i can say whatever the fuck i want i just wanted to be you know cordial but um and i get i just want to make a point when i'm close to the microphone i just let him make a point anyway uh but you know what i realized i used to gatekeep I used to gatekeep information, like gatekeep information from people yeah. like years ago, right? And once I realized that I was gatekeeping, I stopped doing that. And here's why. Because remember how I said that not a lot of people can live my lifestyle? Right. Mm. When I give this information to people, like, how do you do this? How do you do your social media? How do you do that? How do you do this? Like, yeah, 100%. I give them all the things that I've known that I took the, out of my time in order to learn. But that doesn't mean that they're going to do it. Right. Right. That's fine. You feel me? Because mm -hmm. like, I'll be like, yeah, I do this because of that. And this will give that result. And this is what I've seen. And this is what happened to me. And it's because, but I know most motherfuckers are not going to do the work that I do. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I outwork them anyway. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I so. So, so it doesn't matter if you give them the information or not. I'm still going to be the humble person that gives you the information because I feel like you could, you could, you could learn from it because like, you know, just out of kindness in my own heart, you know, just, just, you know, you could do whatever it is that you do, but you ain't going to do it. Yeah. Cause, um, sometimes I think too, like some, sometimes that's the lazy way of them getting their own information. Absolutely. Not saying like I wouldn't share. It's just like. You're 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 intrigued by the sound, but it's just like you got to know that like it takes a lot of studies, and like um, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong, but I think they start missing the p part of them, yeah. and they start missing like the fundamentals to it. I can teach the fundamentals, but like that was really like like good what you said. Like I don't think they'll take the time to do it. They won't. And sometimes when they try to apply it, it actually is not as authentic as it should be because like you know when like somebody's like it's like somebody's like trying to speak spanish or jamaica like jamaica like we were in walmart yeah and i was trying to speak pata and i said something she's like uh you still don't got it 
Ah. I said the word. No. But it was like, oh, I still don't sound like it. It's, still it's because you're, you're, you're kind of forcing it. Like, you're learning from people, but you got to take those steps. Right. Like, really diving into it. Yeah. I wouldn't say no, but, like, sometimes I want to know what inspires them. Like, if I truly inspire them, yeah, of course. But if you're trying to use it against me or if you're trying to, you know... Whatever, I think it, it is kind of weird. But I do believe, you know. But then again, you know, like, for my point, um, I do, like, share more of the fundamentals more than the style. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you exactly the fundamentals. But sometimes I think it's really cool and challenging because mm -hmm. when they start getting the sound, it forces you to get a different sound. Mm -hmm. And, like, that happened a bunch of times where, like, you know, that, that person is like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing whatever. Now I have to, like start challenging myself to get out of that box. Right. So sometimes it does push you in a certain way too. Yeah. So that's why like it's cool it's it's cool in that sense too. Yeah. So. There's nothing wrong with giving out information to people who want it. Whether yeah. they're yeah. whether they're going to apply to it uh, apply yeah. it to their lives, that's in a whole other different case. Yeah. Devin, you, you got a response? Oh uh, well I mean no not really. I mean you guys you know said it pretty well. Uh, you can like for me being a singer right? right i have some people that will come up to me after a performance and they'll be like hey i i sing as well i'm in middle school i'm in high school and i'm trying to figure out how to do what you do like i get stage fright my muscles they tense up and like i don't know how i would have been able to handle that fire alarm going off like, during my 30 minute set that one time so like I tell them, you know, this is how I deal with it. This is how I cope. This is my thinking pattern. This is how I reflect upon those experiences. And it's all my choice of perspective, right? So if we think about things black and white, positive or negative, I can take a bad experience that's normally bad that we're taught through, you know, TV shows, sitcoms, everyday, you know, life at school and, you know, play the script as everyone else was, would like get upset about it and let it get to me and in my head, make me insecure. But then I also have a choice to throw everybody for a loop and be like, oh, now nah, I'm going to I'm going to surprise everybody. And I'm going to take this as a, as a positive experience as just, you know, a temporary situation. Mm -hmm. And so I explain like a lot of like how um, I think to explain to that person, hey, this is how you get over stage fright. So that way they themselves can become their authentic self. So I feel like, you know, I'm a very open person. I share so much information because mm -hmm. I want to be a guide in that way. I like teaching others and I want them to be able to use my life experience for their benefit. Right. But as far as like, you know, when it comes to sharing things like connections, for example, then, you know, I think a lot of artists are picky and choosy on that because you want to connect people with the people that you connect with um, as long as they, you know, can connect with you if that makes sense yeah I, I i understand where you're coming from there i would say you know to rebuttal um are they paying me um and i'll be just straight up honest and the, reason, the reason no, the, the reason no here's the reason why are you paying also, me no you, you and the, here's the reason why a lot of times you know um <laughs> if it's off the bandstand and i'm talking to somebody you know yeah that i feel like yeah, it's my yeah. mentor like i'm mentee somebody yeah. and i feel like i have a relationship with them yeah i'll tell them stuff like freely yeah opinion. okay that's fine yeah. but if you walk up to me and you're asking what i'm doing you know no there's gonna be a lesson and the reason why is is two reasons there's two reasons why number one it's a waste of my time to give you a bunch of information that you're not going to use right. 
You yeah. know, most people don't use things until they know it works. Right. It's right. facts. Like, people right. aren't going to listen to you until they know it works for a fact. Unless blah, blah, you blah. see some right. results or whatever. You're like, that's a waste of my time to give you a bunch right. of information you're not going to use. Num- and if you pay me for it, you're probably going to use it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably going to waste my money. You're, you're not going to waste oh, my money. Man. Exactly. Yeah. Is it worth the investment? Is it worth the investment? And then number two is just in general, like, if I give you information, um, you know, you might come back and you try, you, you might try to do it. Maybe. Maybe, but even still, like, like, uh, kind of like you know, was saying earlier, you ain't about to do it like me. I promise you, they're not calling you for the gig. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> you couldn't play like that the first way. Yeah, the reason you're asking me questions is because you couldn't do it. Yeah, you and, then, and you know, the, the the people who do that shit are are like just sorry, disingenuous. Bro. Exactly, they're bro. just disingenuous, and they just want they're just around to take your shit. But Yo, then, bro. but then here's the thing, and like I told you over the phone regarding a specific situation that we went underwent. Recently, I was just like, yo, like yo, motherfuckers that be just trying to take information, not contributing to a creative environment, bruh, we finna have a problem. Because, listen, Alta will be nice. I'm not gonna be nice. You feel me? Me like, neither. I, I'm literally, bruh, exactly. Yeah, James. Yeah, James, you tell him. Yeah. But I'm not gonna be nice. Cause, cause at the end of the day, it's just you're just trying to take advantage of, of a person, right? Yeah. Just based off of shit that you can't do. Ooh. Yeah, man, you can't really. You do feel it. me? Exactly. Like, I could do it better than you, but how'd you start you out, man? You can't. Exactly. Can't but, but it. even then, like you, you could have that camaraderie with some people, but then you really see the intentions of certain people when they start to talk yeah. and when they do specific things. And I don't listen to what people say. Homie, I fucking listen to pe- what people do, okay? Because when they, what you, you right. can't really see shit unless they you look at somebody's actions. Yeah, right. And once they once they do some shit, some stupid ass motherfucking shit, then you like ah, I see where your cards lie. All right, bet, cool. I'll see your ass in the fucking dumpster where your career is, bruh. Yeah, man, you gotta hit the shit. I mean, like that, and that's the thing too. Like, if you're asking me questions, you probably didn't even you didn't even, <laughs> didn't even listen to Charlie Parker. Or anything. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's you just like, oh, anymore. like you 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 have this type mm-hmm. of sound, but it's just like, it, it it's just weird. It's just like yeah, you gotta. What I learned, what I had to do, I had to make up fundamentals too. Like sometimes yeah. I had to do all this stuff, right? And it's just like obviously I like like what she's I I like um sharing as far as like teaching i love teaching but like what jordan was saying too it's just like but that's my time though that's your time like maybe maybe time. i you yeah. do have to pay me because it's just like no bro, like, not maybe what you talking about you're not sitting down with me for 30 minutes I'm gonna man if you're my friend think i got you for 30 minutes <laughs> really am i am i really gonna hear you squawk for 30 minutes you know 30 minutes of my time you ain't gonna practice when you get home you ain't gonna use it, right? I'm it's just, almost like, come on, man. Yeah, it's just yeah. a That's respect rough for thing. Us. Like, there's some people like they will sacrifice for you, but it's just like, bro, you gotta mean it because they meant it. So mm-hmm. it's just like. I don't want to share something that like you're not gonna mean like. Exactly. That's that's something I meant. Yeah. So just like respect what I was doing too, and then like once you do it, it's just like that's gonna make me more happy and seem like you're more like serious. Now it's gonna feel like you're. Like, I'm not that serious. Yeah. So I was just like, bruh. listen, like, people can do whatever the fuck they want, but I still believe, like, listen, if you give people information, that's why they got libraries. Literally, you, how many motherfuckers actually go into a library? Not me. Who was it yesterday? <laughs> Who was it yesterday? Oh, ah, uh, the lib. It was, it was, 
I was asking somebody about the library. What happened? The and night said, library? And they said Did something you say about the, the lib? lib. Hold up. Like, you lib? said the lib? Yeah, like the nice library. Like the yeah, nice oh, library. is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called lib. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were. I was like, yeah. Like, you ever been to the library? Like, like you you been to the library lately? And she, and she was like, oh, you mean the lib? And I was like, what? She's like, I don't really like the lib. I'm not really that type of that type of girl. I was like, what type of girl do you mean? I mean man? the Orlando. Yeah, count- I was talking about the library in downtown Orlando. She not for the streets. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Because no, no, no. she didn't know I meant the library. She was like, oh no, I'm not in there. I'm like, oh, so exactly. <laughs> so I know you stupid. Hilarious. That's hilarious. We're gonna. Think I know you stupid. <laughs> but 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 going back, bro. Stupid. I mean, like, just let's just let's just keep it a buck fifty. Let's be like completely honest. Sure. Like, if you have to sit down in a lesson, like 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 Devin, for instance, if you have to sit down in a lesson with somebody that can't sing, going for thirty minutes, and you know they're not gonna practice, like are you okay with doing that for free? Nah. I mean, nah. I don't know who would be. No, like they're not gonna practice. If my students, I'll say this. I'll say this. Well, not Thank necessarily. You. I mean, because my a lot of my students do practice. And there's another thing too. Like, there's some people their their ability is like in the same level too. Facts. So it's just like it's kind of weird that you ask because your level is not even be like. We're in the same level. You can do what I do. So yeah. you're asking is kind of like. Why would I even charge? It's like something you know. So that makes me think like, okay, that's why like when it when it's like kids, it's just like, yeah, you need this because like, yeah, I'm Facts. sure like I'm gonna show it to you, but you're just trying to see my approach rather than seeing right what, the actual truly thing. what it is. Like so that's accurate. when it's just like, that's true. All you have to do is listen for that. No, but even then, it's like it's like most people. I mean, it's like everything. Like you you see people at your level, you see people not at your level, and then it's like the law of thirty three. Right. There's 33 people, 33 percent of the people that you find are going to be below you. 33 percent of the people that are going to be uh, at your level or around you. And then 33 uh, percent of people that are better than you, which essentially are your mentors. Um, those I mean, literally the the bottom 33 percent, those people, I'm gonna just keep it exact. Those people are just just to boost your ego. Yeah. Just just boost your ego. And I'm being sincere because it's like you're trying to help them and you feel fulfilled by giving them a certain information. Now the people at like your colleagues uh-huh. or whatnot, I feel like they're nah nah, I don't feel like I know. I know for a fact that when if it's my boy and they're asking me something about a tune or whatever I'm doing after a jam session, 100% like out that said. Mm-hmm. Now if it's somebody like I didn't think of that. I like like if it was a, a student like like somebody that was below me, and they were asking me a question regarding something in music or whatever it is that I do, uh, I'm yeah I'm gonna ask them to pay me. Facts. And one thing I'll say too though is this like in that. If you had a student, and you knew this for a fact, if you had a student, um, and let's say your rate was $500, let you, so let's say you had a student that practiced, and you knew they were going to practice every single week, mm-hmm. every single week for, let's say it was like for a four-month period, would you charge them the same amount? No. Exactly. That's no. the thing. Like, I would give is them a discount. Way, is way more enjoyable yeah. to teach a student that actually goes home and right. does that? I would give him a like, discount. My God, like that's one hundred. Yeah, I think it, it is different because you know you're not wasting your time. Exactly. exactly. Like I rather not go to work, not do it, and not get paid. Like sometimes you know it's, it's all about like money and all that, but sometimes it's just like it's better to see that student. You're helping them, you know. Yeah. So it's it's better. It's just like it's worth 
it's worth it. Right. Like I would almost do it for the free. Cause 